0: Are you familiar with Virginia Beach, Virginia? You will be after today's podcast. I'm Courtney Drake-McDonough, the publisher of RealFoodTraveler.com, a culinary travel digital magazine, and I'm the host of the Real Food Traveler podcast. Today, please welcome my guest, Erin Goldmeyer, who's the Director of Public Relations for Visit Virginia Beach. Erin, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hi, Courtney. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely. Great. It's exciting.
0: Well, let's start first by explaining to people because I haven't been to Virginia Beach, and I'm betting quite a few of our listeners and readers might not have yet. So will you explain where you are geographically?
1: Sure, we are located in the southeastern part of Virginia, so right where the Atlantic Ocean and the Chesapeake Bay meet um, so we're about an hour north of the north carolina Virginia border and in Virginia Beach, we have seven very unique districts, each with its own unique flair and things to do. So, to give you a better idea of where we're located, we're about three hours south of Washington, D.C.
0: Okay. So, you know, the majority of our listeners and readers are landlocked, so it's hard to even imagine what it must be like to have the water right there and boat traffic happening as much as car traffic and seafood that just couldn't be any fresher, available for dinner out or for people to be able to to go purchase and take home to prepare. So tempt us a little bit more about what it's like to live in Virginia Beach and have those opportunities so available.
1: It really is a special place. I mean, if you can imagine, we're almost entirely surrounded by water. So as I mentioned, the Atlantic Ocean, the Chesapeake Bay, And then countless rivers and waterways throughout so um, there's a lot of a lot of boating whether that's residents who own their own boats sailing and then there's also charter fishing so if you're visiting the area and you want to charter a boat and go out into the bay or the ocean and catch your own seafood you have that opportunity So there are countless opportunities to get on our waters and explore and even catch your own
0: seafood. That's amazing to me. I I live in Colorado and I I just can't even fathom having that so accessible. Um, Now, I know November, we're doing this podcast right now in November, and it's a particularly exciting time in Virginia Beach because of a very special mollusk. So tell us a little bit about that, please.
1: Absolutely. So... Virginia Beach, the Lynn Haven oyster is indigenous to our waters. So not sure how familiar, Courtney, you are with oysters, but the Lynn Haven oyster is just a, it, it's, it's a pretty large mollusk. So it's much larger than regular oysters. So the Lynn Haven oyster was actually one of the first meals that was had by the European settlers that settled here in the early 1600s. They first landed in Virginia Beach and then went on 20 miles north to settle in Jamestown. So uh, the Lynn Haven Oysters, as it's so delicious, became part of their diet. And eventually it became so popular that during the 1800s, their reputation grew, it eventually reached Europe, and they were shipped from Virginia back to European royalty to try. So it's a very interesting history that this oyster has. Then if you fast forward to, to present-day Virginia Beach, the Lynnhaven Oyster is served pretty much everywhere in a lot of the local eateries throughout the area. And, of course, the, the most popular way to serve it and eat it is on the half shell.
0: Okay. And what what are some of the other ways? Because right? I know some people with oysters, it's sort of like cilantro. Either they love it or they hate it, or you know, there's the sort of gross out factor of the texture <laughs> for some people. And of course, many, many, many other people absolutely love it. So, besides on the half shell, what are some of the other ways that people who live in Virginia Beach eat it? Because we're we're all about experiencing authentic cuisine when we go visit a place. So I want to know how are the locals enjoying them.
1: Well, I'll tell you, the true way to enjoy it and eat it and how most locals do is on the half shell. And of course, you can add a nice vinaigrette to it, but I've also seen it here served in a oyster bisque. That's been a popular dish I've seen. Of course, you can, you know, fry oysters if you prefer them that way. But if I had to suggest a way to eat them to get a true local experience, I would recommend on the half shell. And if you like to have a lovely glass of wine with your oysters, uh, we often recommend a nice white wine, an unoped white wine, you know, and, and a lot of people also will add a squeeze of lemon, but the vinaigrette is a popular garnish for the Lynn Hayman Oysters served on the half shell.
0: What type of vinegar typically do they use?
1: It's just a very, Light, light, clear vinegar with some shallots. Okay. So, really, and this is what I've heard from a lot of folks in the area is that you don't really want to complicate it because one haven oyster has so much flavor on its own. And this is kind of common you hear from a lot of chefs and a lot of cooks. Like, just keep it simple. Yeah. So that's the way that a lot. That's the way I eat them. But you know, I'll add that there's a, a gentleman here, uh, Chris Ludford who's been harvesting oysters for years in the Virginia Beach area, has outlined a really interesting way to eat oysters and that there are six flavors of an oyster that should be savored. So he tells visitors and folks who he hosts that the first flavor is the smell of the oyster and that the, the second is the liquor or the actual oyster liquid. And so you sip that without the oyster first. And then you sort of swish that around in your mouth. And then the next three flavors are when you actually eat the oyster. So the front of the oyster, where you experience that hint of what the oyster is going to be. And then the body, which you chew through, and then the finish. And that's the flavor that lingers on your palate. There's very much a, a way to eat, just as there is like if you were to drink wine or experience you know, a craft beer it's the same way with an
0: oyster. Wow, I had no idea. That's so interesting. Uh, You you mentioned earlier at the beginning a little bit about the Lynnhaven oyster being a little bit larger. Is there a way, just so we can sort of picture that, to quantify how much larger than your average oyster? Let's see. I
1: would say, I'm trying to envision it, I mean, obviously each oyster is different, but if you can envision a regular, a regular quote-unquote oyster being maybe a like a half dollar size. Mm-hmm. I would say the Lynnhaven is two to three times the size of that. Wow. Of a regular oyster. So it's definitely larger.
0: Wow. Uh, besides the Lynn Haven oyster, what other seafood could people find in Virginia beach?
1: So as I mentioned, we're surrounded by the Atlantic ocean and the Chesapeake Bay and the Chesapeake Bay itself is home to over 300 species of fish and a ton of shellfish and crab species. But the most notable is the bass, the striped bass, the Atlantic horseshoe crab, and then of course the blue crab. So those are the most popular that we have in the Bay.
0: And excuse my naivete with this, do those kind of have a season, sort of like the oyster does?
1: You know the oyster no longer has a season because they are now harvested year-round by farmers that take in really good care to grow the oysters and maintain oyster beds in this area you can now enjoy them year-round
0: oh great you know there
1: you i remember you probably remember the old saying you can only eat them in the months that have R. Uh-huh. the work, with letter R. But yeah, now you can, because of all of the hard work that the oyster farmers have put into, you know, bringing the oysters back, because for a while in the 80s, I believe it was the 80s, there was a, the oysters deteriorate in the water because of the pollution. But over the past 20 to 30 years, they've really taken great efforts to clean up the waterways and grow and maintain oyster beds.
0: That's wonderful news. That's great and great news for those of us who'd like to visit. Um, a little bit about the restaurant scene there. I mean, is it mostly independently owned places and
1: mostly independently owned? Um, I've mentioned a lot of seafood, so seafood restaurants of you know all sorts. But then there are also a lot of farm-to-table experiences. So there are a lot of farms in the in southeastern Virginia, and a lot of the restaurants serve Virginia-grown fruits and vegetables and meats that they get from the local farmers and vendors. We also have, earlier I mentioned that we have seven districts in Virginia Beach. So one of those districts is called Pungo, P-U-N-G-O. And in Pungo, we have, I think there's almost 20 uh, UPIC farms. So you can go out and uh, it's a very short drive from the oceanfront punga district is and you can pick fruit blueberries strawberries vegetables pumpkins and and a lot more so yeah so in in addition to seafood a lot of the seafood on menus we have the the restaurants here use a lot of locally grown um veggies and fruit which makes the menus i think
0: extra special and delicious oh sounds like it that's Um, wonderful yeah um You know, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, our readers and our listeners are all about being able to experience the authentic food of a region, you know, go in and eat and drink like the locals and meet the locals. And so besides the seafood scene, are there any other particular dishes or ways of preparing food or drinks that you'd say are really unique to Virginia Beach? Like, you know, you can't go to Virginia Beach without having the blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, absolutely, um, and I know that you just mentioned besides seafood, but I do have to mention one more dish. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, it's called she crab soup. Have Have you heard of she crab soup? I have. Yeah. Okay, so she crab soup is a specialty in this region, and um, I know that there are a couple other places on the East Coast that serve it, like Charleston, but. For the listeners who aren't familiar with it, She Crab Soup, it's a very rich soup, similar to Abyss. It's a delicious must-have if you visit this area. And we also celebrate the soup each year at the East Coast She Crab Soup Classic. Sadly, it did not take place this year, and I'm not sure about 2021, but it does happen around April each year at the Oceanfront District. And at the Classic, we have 20 restaurants that compete and kind of battle it out for special honors from the attendees and also experts who are there to taste. So anyway, definitely try that. And then the second must-have during a Virginia Beach visit is a liquor cocktail called Orange Crush. It's a Virginia Beach original, and it is served at all of the oceanfront restaurants, most of the oceanfront restaurants. And it's definitely been a favorite, I think, for decades and decades here. So basically, that's just orange flavored vodka, some triple sec, oranges, and then a little splash of some lemon lime soda, like Sprite or Seven Up, and you're good to go. And so I would say those are two super popular dish and cocktail. Uh, I could really go for an Orange Crush right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> <It's>
1: Friday, right? <laughs> right,
0: and 5 o'clock somewhere. So is, That's right. I have two questions about those. Um, with the Orange Crush cocktail, is it literally orange? I mean, orange color?
1: It is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually served in a like a see-through glass or a, a plastic cup you can kind of take out on the deck and watch the sunset or just, you know, people watch on the boardwalk. Yeah, it's a great drink. That sounds Easy delicious. to make at
0: home, too. Yeah, it sounds like it. And, you know, I'm, again, Colorado, Denver Broncos, so the Orange Crush is, like, you know, our, our thing. So I'm, I'm surprised right. Colorado doesn't make that drink. They really should. Well, um, you can start a new thing. That's right. That's right. I wanted to go back to the she-crab soup, because you are saying she is an S-H-E, right?
1: Yes, yeah. that's true. It is the actual female crab, and that's about... I know about that I know there's some difference in taste and when can I guess catch them but okay. I unfortunately I don't have too too much information on the she crab
0: okay all right I yeah I wasn't sure why it was the female crab but I, I wanted to make sure our listeners got that it was she as the pronoun So, obviously, we can't be eating all the time and drinking all the time when visiting Virginia Beach, although we'd be tempted. So, talk to us about what some of the other things are to do there when when we visit.
1: Absolutely. So, um, you know, we get this question a lot. A lot of people do visit for the seafood and for the dining experiences, obviously the beach too, of course. But um, if it's raining or you just kind of want to take a break from, you know, the hot beach one day... We have a really cool indoor skydiving experience that's right on the main road on the oceanfront. So I've done it twice. It's really neat, affordable, and kids and adults can both take. We have some really great shopping all over the city in several of our districts. And then we actually are home to the Cape Henry Lighthouse, which is one of the oldest lighthouses in America that you can climb to the top and see both the Atlantic and Chesapeake Bay. Hmm. Um, We have some beautiful national parks and wildlife spaces where you can walk or rent a bike and bike through the parks or just hike, take a day and hike. And then we have an arts district and a beautiful art museum. And uh,
0: yeah. Sounds great. Now, of course, here I am talking about visiting and checking out all the restaurants and such. And the big elephant in the room is we're in the midst of a pandemic, of course. So tell us about what some of the safety measures are that Virginia Beach is taking during this time.
1: Well, we actually took steps to make it easy for people to get information about what exactly we're doing here in Virginia Beach, Courtney. and And I will send you the link to a page we created on our site. The campaign is titled Be Smarter." And initially, it was named earlier this year, Summer Smarter. But the pandemic has continued to to go on. We changed the name, tweaked it a little bit to Be Smarter to take us into the fall and winter months. Because even though we're a beach destination, we still have a lot of visitors in the fall and early winter months. So mm-hmm. I will send you that link after so you can post that online and the visitors can take a look and just really dig in and read the details of exactly what we're doing at our hotels and attractions
0: and restaurants. Okay. We will absolutely do that for sure. Thank you. Uh Um, so as we close here, if people would like more information about Virginia beach, tell us the website and if there's any opportunity, like a subscriber kind of opportunity where people could sign up to be kept apprised of things until they feel comfortable going to Virginia beach themselves.
1: Absolutely. So visit virginianbeach.com as our website and all of our information is there on the home page, including a direct link to the VB Smarter page. And we would also encourage people to follow our social channels. So we're very, very active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram's one of our most popular beautiful beach sunset and sunrise shot pictures that we post on that. We update those pretty much around the clock. So I would, you know, encourage people to follow us there for updates. Some daily beauty inspo shots.
0: <laughs> well, we can all use that. Um, That's right. All the time. Well, I, and we'll be sure to include the links to all of your social media channels as well as the website and the pandemic precautions that, that you're going to be sharing with me. So we'll have all of that available on our website, realfoodtraveler.com. So before I close, I want to encourage our readers to definitely visit the Virginia Beach website and social media. And and even if you can't go now, be travel dreaming and become familiar with Virginia Beach so that when you can go, you'll know exactly where you want to go and what restaurants you want to hit up and other activities and see that beautiful beach. And also, for people who have enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to the Real Food Traveler podcast, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a variety of other listening services. So Aaron, thank you again so much for joining us today and letting all, all of us landlocked um, have a little uh, vision and snippet of the tastes and the sights of Virginia Beach. It's been a wonderful little imaginary getaway for us today.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice to share. It's funny that you said imaginary because just talking about it, I just we really are ready for things to get back to normal and, you know, the hustle bustling of the streets and people just traveling and kind of back to their regular life again right oh so yeah i appreciate you having me on and hope that you can get out here soon
0: well let's all wear our masks and do what needs to be done so that we can because uh, virginia beach sounds absolutely fabulous and i can't wait to try to go myself and certainly encourage all of our readers and listeners to do the same so have a great day
1: thank you you too